Hello, Namaste everyone. I welcome you all to the uh, 51st session of Guru Bodha. I'm the convener, Dr. J.B. Hebbar, and I welcome all of you to this session. We have uh, three esteemed panelists, uh, Dr. M.B. Guraja sir, Dr. Raghuram sir, and Dr. Mahesh T.S. sir. So on behalf of all of the students, uh, I extend a cordial uh, welcome to all of you. Uh, thank you for joining, sirs. Uh, I dedicate this and all of my works at the holy feet of Dr. Chandrasekhar Udupa. Topic of, of the day is our beloved but controversial topic of bhang used extensively in the Ayurveda treatments. Uh, very well known for all of its uh, uses, but still somehow uh, there's a taboo attached, uh, and you know, in modern research is not. Uh, you know, not ready to accept so accept the fact and uh, fact and legalize it. Though uh, in the recent times, it is heartwarming to at, at least to say that some amount of legalization efforts are there uh, happening in the USA and Western world. My question to Dr. Guru Raja sir is: uh, Can you please uh, explain in brief regarding bhang, uh, its Ayurveda reference, its indications, qualities, and dosage? What Ayurveda says about it, sir? Please. Bhang is one of the important uh, classical uh, reference the drug, which we find uh, way back from the 10th century onwards. Here and there, the references in the negatives. So once, in, if you go back to the Indian history, you can observe that even Ayurvedic history. When India came in contact with the Middle East in all those time, we find the first references regarding the bhang and even Parasika Yamani and all those things. But when, I, when we observe the practices of things in India, particularly related with uh, Shiva Pujana and uh, the holy practices regarding, I mean, at the time of Shivaratri and holy and all those things, Maybe we were knowing about this bang from very earlier times, but very unfortunate could not find such uh, references in our uh, Samhitas of earlier times. But we can get information regarding these things from the 8th or 9th century onwards, from Dhanvantir Nigantu onwards, we get the references in the Shodal Nigantu, later in the Bhavaprakasha, and so on. This is one of the important drug. This is a very extensively used in previous times but later due to various uh, restrictions on its usage and its uh, capability or the potentiality about uh, you know that narcotic type of uh, capabilities it has been banned and it is its misuse is leading to a lot of issues so that's why it came under the narcotics control act and um, in india in across many states growing and even cultivating and all these things are regulated and most of the time it is restricted and it is a taboo one should not have possessed the particular grams or something like that in the ganja form of a ganja rashi or charas or something like that which is all uh, products from the bhang what traditionally our ayurveda speaks about technically this bhang is from botanical sources of plants of cannabinoid the commonest one is cannabis sativa and we still have some subspecies and the varieties like cannabis indica and cannabis ruderin ralis and such type of things are there 
of course it has a variation depending upon its eco climatic conditions and the places which is available accordingly it is um, i mean branded in the market also in a different names but commonest one what we get is the cbd oil in the market are seeds of bang or asun otherwise the the holy practices what we come across during shivaratri and holi and this in particularly in the northern india the preparation of bang a uh, bang has been um, you know triturated the leaves and tender leaves of the plant is triturated made paste and mixed with the milk and all those things and it is served as an uh, thing for the to make one person feel high in his uh, moods so such type of things are very common but when compared to the its practices are used in case of uh, medical conditions or pharmacological activities related is it's one of the wonder drug because it is having vevai guna so any drug which is having vevai tikshna ushna gunas definitely has a rapid action and a high penetration and of course its results many times we use these drugs for various conditions of pain management it may be any shooting type of pain maybe or it may be skeletal muscle pain or even the spasmodic pain or something like that in you know, all even including the the pain during the terminal stages of cancer so we can very extensively use this and of course in ayurvedic literature we find a lot of references regarding the combinations or where the bhang is used like jati phaladi churna or even bilwadi churna kameshwara modaka madanananda modaka reedokya vijayavati there are so many such references and plenty in yogas have been mentioned which contains bhang in it but general terms what we use generally if you search the internet and everything you will find a one term called hemp nowadays also very prominent word which are being searched in the net but hemp is generally used for the fibers of this plant and bhang is usually the tender leaves and the fruits and flowers at the upper part of the plant and the female plant and its branches with the sticky inflorescence is used for ganja or marijuana or even it is for the hashish and the sticky resin extracted from this goes to the part of charas and of course the oil extraction from these upper toplings of the plant is goes under to the cbd oil and of course even oil is extracted from the hemp seeds that is also available in the market but important thing is that it contains a various type of uh, cannabinoid and cannabinoid uh, materials as well as uh, tetrahydrocannabinol that is thc which one is having the more thc is abused for narcotic activity as well as the drug related type of actions or one if you want to feel high in the moods then drugs are used and they are very contrabanded whereas the cbd oil and the all the other things hemp seed oil doesn't contain much of that and they won't cause you high so this is um, comparatively available easily nowadays when compared to earlier times now it is online availability is and of course but one of the important uh, area because the pain management is a very very critical area in clinical practices whenever we have a very difficulty in handling the pain it is the one which comes to our disposal definitely the hemp creating and allowing by the government authorities to little bit little bit uh, uh, loosening up on the, the legal aspects of this then definitely it will going to be a wonder part of an ayurvedic practice uh, coming to the bang which is 
known as explained as bhanga in ayurveda and uh, can you please go on to explain its uh, main qualities and the areas in which it is uh, very effective and you know it's going to help and we are more concentrating on the health aspect not the recreational part so the, uh, mention at least say four to five diseases in which uh, if the bang is uh, available in the form of medicines it's going to be a game changer for you know total ayurveda community and for the world as well typically the bang has effect on all the three doshas it is typically kapha vata hara but it increases pitta that needs to be balanced and definitely it has a very typical role on the gut where it helps to improve the agni and it also helps to absorb the materials and even the water and helps in digestion so based on that particularly in ibs or ulcerative colitis and these conditions this is one of the important area i mean area where we can use bang as a medicine that's why our uh, classical preparations like bilwari churna and jatifaladi churna is also available and typically its activity is on pain management as i as i earlier said that's the reason definitely it acts on various forms of pains like pancreatic pain appendicitis pain or it may be even cholecystitis pain or renal calliculus pain or even uh, cancerous pain whatever it may be all these uh, pain it may be of a skeletal muscle or it may be sp smooth muscles spasmodic muscle this can be used to a very large extent very typically used in a con these conditions to get a convincing result and patient feel happy with this availability and uh, giving the drug to the patient in a very systematic manner it should not be given in more quantities in order to avoid uh, sometimes a patient may consume more of the things and all these things that part needs to be taken care of otherwise it's a very typically why it can be used and next one is important area is its effect on nervous nervous system particularly on uh, hallucination part what it brings about that also gives a very good effect on uh, shukra stambaka effect are also it, that's the reason we have many of the preparations are there available as madananda modaka and kameshwara modaka it helps in increasing the particularly very helpful in case of uh, male erectile dysfunction or emd type of conditions and as well as in anidra where there is an insomnia and such type of things are there so now in the market there are products which can be used even in case of insomnia so these are the various areas uh, very typical areas where we can use the hemp or bang there's a question uh, that hemp seed oil is also mentioned in ayurveda is there any reference such as banga taila uh etc sir no no such banga taila it's only banga mentioned in ayurveda since this person i had to run a quick uh, uh, quick search in uh, this one uh, like you know i was made it for we had a 4000 uh, there's only one this malla taila which is there uh, which contains the bang seeds uh, as this one but readily as such it's not uh, used and coming to uh, it's a side effect in the western world like um, when the marijuana was like heavily regulated and uh, teens especially from underprivileged community they're involving much in the trade of this and the teenage kids were getting involved in the trade and became kind of a socio political movement there 
and then uh, military persons who were getting relief from their ports for people also started using cbd oil externally internally for pain relief etc so that's where the you know momentum gained and it, it got sort of uh, legalized at least in several states in the usa and there's also uh, for the marijuana which is very famous there there's also a famous quote that nobody has died with the marijuana overdose uh, i mean that is just an anecdotal statement which uh, is used strongly to propagate the use more and more legalization and uh, allowing of marijuana and legalizing it okay it's not so may not be very toxic in the short term but what kind of side effects can we expect from this spectrum of products sir it's very typically anything which induces as a sleep anything which relieves a pain definitely on longer duration or overdosing definitely we try to develop a tendency to depend upon that so there is a tendency of dependency the definitely it will develop with the use of these things if it is done in a wrong uh, direction i mean a wrong dosage or a higher dosage and for a longer duration so we need to curtail on that only for a short term period that needs to be given that's why it's regulated it cannot be available easily over the counter it cannot be available as a direct prescription drug it is only through the doctor it's available right now so these are certain recommendations and some restrictions are there that will be definitely good for the controlling of these things otherwise there is all chances of it is going to cause a lot of issues with the you no know, it's abuse definitely we need to control on that part and of course government is regulating on that part and it's fine but side effect part of it definitely when use this for a longer duration for what and all intentions we are used in those areas particularly see if you observe the synonyms which is given to this is madani matulani these are the terms which are used very typically it causes hallucination it makes you to be recreational and it becomes a dependent and it causes blabbering and of course to a higher center uncontrolled things and such type of things will happen and of course it's continuous usage definitely it has a negative effect on the brain cells thereby a person's intellectuality and, um, and differentiation capacity and trying to understand and differentiate between right and wrong all these things will go down that's the reason those who have taken excessive quantity of ganja or something like that they tend to have an aggressive nature because of the increased the pitta activity and they don't have control over their senses and many times that um, the communal clashes are taken place that time also we come across such information that people those who are culprits they have taken ganja or something like that to you know to to just to avoid the fear so such type of things are possibility is there that that needs to be controlled and of course when we are as a doctors of ayurveda we are prescribing a medicine we don't prescribe the same drug as alone we have a combination and yoga we are using it definitely it won't cause any such things but to be on safer side that restriction is good to have at least in a limited knowledge and limited sources if you are using it definitely it will going to help us in practice uh, mr sandeep agrawal from pure indian foods new jersey usa uh, welcome a long term friend of mine and a big part of your easier the family since long welcome sir and please ask your question uh, namaste everybody so uh, the question is for guraja sir i you mentioned about the habit forming so sir what i have seen is 
that the uh, the um, research is suggesting and uh, several uh, very well researched articles are saying that this cannabis is actually not habit forming and in fact what they are saying is the proponents of cannabis again i don't agree or disagree with anything i'm just sharing my comment what i have read is that tobacco is actually the most habit forming which is easily available alcohol causes more damage habit forming very easily available opioids which is the painkiller medicine its people are so used to this painkiller medicine that is habit forming causes liver damage and all other you know damages in the body they are easily available so that's what you know the regulations in the us i see and that's why the states are legalizing it left and right is because they say everything else is available they are worse than this in terms of habit forming why don't we legalize this you know we are getting so many benefits clinical benefits so that's just i wanted to mention about the habit forming part of it definitely i do agree with this but this belongs to the same category of drugs it may be in the front runner or maybe in the back side but it is also going to cause uh, such ability is there for this drug which definitely causes a habit forming nature maybe the researchers they have observed or maybe what are the protocols or what are the design of the test what they have conducted is debatable i i don't have any data on that but thing is what according to ayurveda also it's very clearly it is said it is matulani madani very clear terms have been explained which suggest that it, it is having the capacity to cause madha or it, it definitely one which can able to destroy the mental ability of a person for a time being maybe under the influence so such type of drugs will definitely have an tendency so it's a simple thing if something some chemicals are added to some pani puri or something like that in that insulin uh, if you start eating them every evening when we pass by that vehicle we feel like to go and eat and go and eat our mind promotes us to it then this cbd oil or hemp or whatever it is if you are consuming for a pain killer definitely it reduces all your pains and definitely the pain killing concept is one of the important thing which makes the people to get habituated to anything that's the reason people consume alcohol in the evenings come from the work and later in india this is what the tendency in the social economical group in the lower economic group and we have seen people consume just for the sake of pain they consume it so reducing the pain is a very important area definitely if any drug which is doing that one they try to take that and knowingly or unknowingly they become habituated and they their, their body starts demanding that they require that so that's the reason we to be very cautious on that part legalizing definitely it should be legalized and it should be regulated also that it should be reached to the needy person one who is diseased he requires a requirement not to a person for just for this recreational purposes thank you sir uh, we have published uh, you know you know reasons that are coming iron medicine for about hemp bang etc ayurvedic medicines with bang there are a few which we have published and in those comment section there are two uh, debates that are happening sir i am taking it i am not able to come out so uh, that uh, uh, habit forming is one of the queries and some queries are regarding dependence uh, I, i get good sleep and sexual energy and you know sexual disorders are relieved but i'm kind of dependent so those two things we keep on hearing in the comment section from the audience program sir please go ahead yeah so coming back to what gurraj sir was telling so 
question back to Gurraja sir. And uh, on behalf of me and on behalf of uh, others as well. So to get a small clarity, uh, Gurraja sir, uh, uh, you mentioned that uh, uh, Banga, so it has uh, water cover Hara property and also Pitta aggravating uh, property. At the same time, we are seeing its uh, clinical uses in pancreatitis, appendicitis, and uh, a lot of painful conditions where inflammation is uh, involved in a uh, big quantity. So you also mentioned that it is quick acting and also it can be used as an emergency medicine. It can be a game changer, the word used by Hebbarser also. Uh, see, uh, since it is uh, aggravating Pitta, uh, so how come it is acting in the inflammatory conditions where inflammatory pain is uh, related to increased Pitta, number one? Is it due to Prabhava or uh, uh, Vipritarthakari action or Vichitra Pratyaradha? What theory applies here? That is question number one, sir. Question number two uh, is, uh, can the mother or uh, Matulani, the uh, qualities uh, which you have beautifully explained, can it be taken as uh, the medicine interfering with the mind block or the mental block uh, so that uh, the person becomes pain tolerant and the pain axis is reduced or broken uh, for a temporary or an increased time? These are the two questions uh, for which uh, uh, clarification is needed. Sir. Thank you. Very clearly, if you go back to the references of Ayurveda, where um, regarding the actions of Banga has been explained, one author says that it is Pittalani, it increases Pitta. There is other uh, person who would explains it is Pitta Shamaka. There are two authors, they explain in a quite contrasting way. There is a possibility it can increase the Pitta. That's the reason it is said as a Deepani. Ruchya Pachani, these terms have been used. In the same time, it is a Tikta in Rasa. Definitely Tikta Rasa won't allow the Pitta to increase. So Pitta will be reduced by that. But if you go on increasing these drugs in a large quantity, if you take it, definitely it increases Pitta Dosha. Secondly, as you said, how come Pitta Vardhana Dravya will help in the condition where inflammation is there? Definitely, I do agree there is some controversy, but that can be answered very easily because Banga is one of the drugs which is acting on Vichitra Pratyaradhata and it has a special capacity of the Prabhava that is Madaka. So these two areas will definitely play a, play a role and definitely Tiktarasa will not help uh, the Banga to create much more increased Pitta, but comparatively its effect on Pitta is it increases Pitta. That is point number one. Secondly, it's uh, definitely on based on which is Pratyaradhata. It definitely works on the areas. Of course, when a drug, each and every drug in Ayurveda, what they've explained, all the actions of the drug is not just because of the virya. It is even the Rasa, Virya, Vipaka, Prabhava, Guna, everything play a role. And once again, there is a strength of these each and every individual padarthas. If they are all equal, then rasa will be overtaken by guna, guna will be, rasa guna both will be overtaken by the virya, then all the three will be overtaken by vipaka, then all the four will be overtaken by prabhava. Something like that, the acharyas have given a clarity that how we need to understand a drug action. So here also, definitely it is a very good drug. Of course, it has a vivai guna. And of course, a mixture combinations of Rasaguna Viryapaka, definitely it is a Vichita Pratyaradha and Vichita Pratyaradhas are very, very important in Ayurveda practice. Definitely they are uh, suitable for many, many emergency management conditions, particularly the main. What we observe is, 
pain management whenever we see in our opds previous to use of bangas what we use we used all gugulus gugulus were the highest level of pain killers what we have are anti inflammatory drugs but once banga is easily available to us and that's become combinations are available definitely our controlling or your um, efficacy in giving a pain management or pain reduction definitely goes high and definitely the results will be very beautiful and people will be convincing by using those things particularly example in case of cancer and all those things uh, the counterparts advise them tramadol and such type of uh, drugs i have seen patient with the tramadol and all those things they are uh, highly gastric irritant and they are asking for some remedial but pain management should be there so in those areas definitely banga containing drugs will do a lot of things and it will be definitely a game changer if it is available in plenty in ayurvedic practice uh, sandeep agarwal has shared that some that 9% of people uh, may develop some dependency and all but considering all the risks and benefits we also came across a, a you know a dramatic improvement tumors in the parkinson's improving with just a small dose all things considered you know banga should be used more and more with you know high level of precaution high level of regulation we all agree uh, to that now let me introduce dr professor mahesh and he's he has co-founded a, a company called as hemsuticals and he's into manufacturing banga products both for internally and externally Uh, Dr. Mahesh, uh, welcome to this uh, session. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. First of all, like yeah. Hemsuticals, uh, the name itself says that you are more into bang and related products. Before beginning of the questions, like why did you concentrate on hemp? Like I know the products there are too many. Why hemp? Actually, uh, there is seventeen thousand pharmaceutical companies belonging to. ayurvedic drug industry in india and this is i think around uh, 10 years back now the, the number might have increased drastically so owing to that and everyone has if you see this is when we take a classical drug there are hundreds of classical preparations most of the herbal uh, or herbomineral they are unregulated for sales purpose now when you sell something most of them just go without any prescription or if at all they come with prescription they just once or twice they visit the doctor rest is all like dashamula resta it's like <laughs> they just come to the shop and just take it like anything just like how they buy some grocery so this made me think uh, of something that is going to really help a physician also see uh, when i came across incidentally i had uh, stepped down into this hemp industry in a very different manner in fact uh, i had a opportunity to work for ayur hemp in one project so ayur hemp what happened is they wanted a product to be analyzed and uh, for a clinical study and uh, they gave the product and we started a clinical study which was on during the covid 19 uh, aspect so where i was introduced to that was the place where i incidentally uh, stumbled into hemp industry and when i came to know that it is something i mean as we studied we saw that it gave a good relief in including in uh, 
conditions like uh, asthmatic conditions and neurological conditions so then it created an uh, interest and ultimately we had uh, we i mean me along with the six other where one person is a vaidya actually who had been uh, around 80 year old person who was the one behind uh, all this or uh, the motivation for us so he we all came into a particular understanding that hemp is something very important with many with respect to many things pain is a disease which is a basic sign or symptom or whatever you call it, it may be an individual as per ayurveda but it is the basic problem that an individual faces irrespective of any disease so if you can control pain you can at least give a better life to the person who is suffering whether he is suffering from a cancer or a mild gastritis doesn't matter so bhang is one of the best as i have seen from various literatures to tell it's uh, the medical cannabis because there are differences the slight differences in different uh, things which i can uh, explain later but this medical cannabis is a, one of the best answers for the pain management system and if you manage pain rest of the things they people also will be able to cope up with and they have a better life or they can even get the disease cured with the help of other medicines which is given along with the preparations so this made us to start out and incidentally medical cannabis is allowed in india right from the earliest stage even after the uh, act what we have the ndps act of 1985 even there medical cannabis was allowed actually which was not exploited or explored by to be a certain extent by our industry so i thought it's a very gray area area which can really give relief to the people and another thing is it is a schedule e1 drug as per drug and cosmetic act so wherein the drug is one which is to be under the prescription only the person cannot just go and buy just uh, any other uh, preparation so it is something which is regulated a person Uh, will be under the and that gives a strength to the prescription of the uh, ayurvedic physician also and more important is they are able to work out the nine min well documented uh, things are there which is help means which is proving that it is having a excellent pain relief anti inflammatory action on and uh, it gives a tremendous relief to many people so that was the basic reason why we choose into uh, jump into an hemp industry which is an emerging industry in india i think around 14 to 15 uh, companies are there in india only so i think it will be a great game changer when uh, it comes in a full spectrum once yes sir definitely and uh, legal disclosure we are not promoting any uh, self use of any medication we are just discussing the medical aspects of you know bhanga in 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 the ayurvedic sense and you know this is not with may sir coming with a bank products is not kind of a promotional thing there is no financial arrangements etc it's just a uh, you know information uh, purely on the educational side we are covering this and coming to uh, main ayurvedic medicines of bang uh, may or may not be manufactured by you can we start talk about few important ones yeah sure so basically bhang was uh, 
first mentioned in Atharvaveda. Uh, especially, there is a puja uh, procedure where uh, the prasadam is given as Ramarasa, in which a preparation which includes drank. So that was in the Atharvaveda, and this puja is done at night. Uh, incidentally, uh, in the good olden days, even our family used to make so. That is why I know it very clearly. So anyway, so it was well known to the people, but to the certain extent, it was used as a recreational to and to enhance concentration, pain removal. These are the different things which were there right from the ages. But basically, Ayurvedic text mentions two important names for bhang, and one is bhang as such; the other one is vijaya. So, in most of the formulations, you have Vijaya or Jaya as its name rather than Bhang. Most of them. May it be like uh, Punanavadikrita in uh, Vaishaja Ratnavali or uh, in uh, Madanagameshwari Rasayana Chatur or Chaturjatak Rasayana, which we are pro producing uh, with the reference from Sahasra Yoga. Then you have Rasaratna Samachaya again, which mentions Bhang Rasa, which is processed for Trivandra Bhairav Rasa. So these are some of the uh, substances. Triloka Vijayavati is there. Again, Vijaya, again, there it is mentioned. So basically, these two aspects are two different things, uh, even though the basic uh, related uh, things are in the sense that both uh, come under the cannabis varieties. So as such, they were using both for pain relief and uh, Ananda Bhairava in fact for uh, uh, the GI tract problems, anti-inflammatory only, but GI tract problems and Madhuragameshwari for sexual wellness. Uh, then Punanavadika uh, Gritam, uh, which is again having uh, Vijaya there as a name. So all these places where you have Vijaya is actually for relief of the individual's problem. Maybe in the form of anti-inflammatory or uh, anything related to that. But in case of Bhang, it was usually for a recreational or a sexual wellness. Madhana Kameshwari has a name as Bhang in that, which is sexual wellness, mainly as Vrishya and Rasayana Dravi. Whereas Ananda Bhairava, Unanavadigrita, is for mainly for Shotha. So these are the difference which we have to understand here is in both the cases, even though we uh, commonly take it as cannabis species, but the species have to be considered as different. See, there are three species mentioned mainly for under cannabis. They are cannabis sativa, cannabis indica, and cannabis rhodan, uh, I think uh, one more here, rhodaralis. When we analyze these three plants, the uh, THC values differ drastically. And uh, CBD values also differ drastically. The one with higher THC, it has uh, this uh, uh, high giving capacity. Whereas one with low THC and high CBD, it is usually considered as uh, medical cannabis because they don't give that high, but they are very efficient in uh, giving the anti-inflammatory aspect. So these were, even uh, even uh, the locally when we surveyed, you know, there is two varieties which we get in India. One is the Pahadi, the other one is the Plains. Uh, 
the planes don't have or don't produce that high so usually if you go into the folk uh, practitioner or uh, uh, local level they prefer the high altitude ones which has higher amount of thc actually so this difference is why we have to understand and accordingly if we use i think uh, it will be I mean uh, that is why the names also have been differed in ayurvedic texts usually after the sharanagara and later periods you have all these in the books uh, even in the nigantus also you have the descriptions thank you sir and uh, can you please explain your products like what are you uh, manufacturing A little brief on that please yeah actually we have uh, brought out which is in the market we have three products only at present and we are uh, thinking of going to still more uh, other products one is a classical one what is no what i just told is madanakameshwari rasayana or else known as chaturjatak rasayana the reference is uh, from lehya prakarana of sasrayogam so where 25% of bhang leaves is put and uh, even though it is a bhang leaves so where they which is exempted from ndps act of 1985 still under the ayush license it has to be under the medical prescription and the other three are other two are one is sleep sutra which is for uh, inducing uh, sleep and the other one is pain sutra which is for uh, uh, relief of pain both are oils so sleep sutra is apply on the uh, legs I mean uh, foot and uh, that will induce sleep so the concept is aromatherapy and we have mixed up it's a two or proprietary in uh, uh, disposal and the pain sutra is again comes in drops uh, you can apply it over the region wherever it is affected and what we have seen is uh, it is more of uh, towards the smooth muscle relaxant type of uh, any smooth muscle pains so the I mean uh, muscular pains or soft tissue pains this will be more efficient rather than uh, like a joint pain or something like that the sleep is where uh, we have combined two three concepts uh, rather three concepts one is bhang as such uh, where we are using oils as, which is uh, cbd oil and we are using uh, the aroma therapy concept and pada bhyanga concept so these three concepts we have used so which gives a relief uh, Uh, to the individual so these three products we are presently in market and we don't give this to any uh, distributors lineup or uh, we don't uh, give it to any in fact any medical shops it goes straight to the physician on the order of the physician and from physician uh, that gets a description I mean this given by uh, on uh, prescription basis itself so we are trying to avoid it's abuse so because that is the main uh, aspect that will happen so it is uh, once we you know, the order is given to the by the pres- uh, physician we give it to the physician and then it becomes the duty of the physician to provide to the uh, legality and uh, at least if not legality what should he not uh, control the use of this particular products because bang oil is not traditionally mentioned did you get any license issues when you applied for the license of oils the sleep and sleep sutra and pain sutra oils yeah not really because uh, the uh, because we 
applied license in the name of bhang itself because cbd is not an oil it is an extract which is a, almost a crystalline substance which is suspended in oil what we get at cbd oil 15% 30% is actually a crystalline substance which is suspended into different oils you can you can put it in hemp oil hemp seed oil rather or you can uh, the usually they do that or you can put it into coconut oil also there is no problem with that you can suspend it it gets uh, mixed into it uh, so this difference as we have so we have only used as bhang so it will be like bhang extract that is being used so that is why we didn't get that uh, problem in that we are not entangled please uh, question here that can can an mbbs uh, doctor prescribe it uh, do you sell it to uh, only either the community people or even mbbs doctors also are, you, are there any customers like that Yeah, so uh, those are good question. Right? What I would like to say is, uh, say we have an Irish license, so it is supposed to be given to Ayurvedic practitioners, and uh, uh, if because you know for a I mean uh, out of cross uh, prescription like how Himalayan drugs are, I mean I'm sorry to use that, but they are in the practice, so they may use it. but uh, strictly speaking uh, they have to get the cdso seo uh, clearance for mbbs prescriptions so that is why at presently we don't have that uh, option and uh, probably in due course of time we may try out other options where cdso uh, clearance is obtained and we can go for uh, a general uh, for all in fact even mbbs ones to prescribe but presently they can't uh prescribe because it is coming under the ayush license uh, thank you this and uh, uh, sandeep agarwal ji please go ahead yes um you know since we are talking about all these products i wanted to show some of these samples that i have you know in case you know somebody is curious to see because you know these are very generally uh, very easily available so you know flowers are available like this you know the buds in the us very uh, you know easily and we were talking about cbd extract so you know this is an pure extract yeah. basically exactly. uh, you know which is which is then mixed into different oils you know as uh, sir was saying cbd oil and then you know this like you know beautiful powder which is just the uh, crude mm. material which is the powder of these flowers and young leaves so i just wanted to you know show you know because we are talking about it people who have never seen it just for their context actually uh i can put a light on that say the amount of thc is highest in the flower buds especially the female flower buds so one that gives high and that is being banned by or rather legally controlled by ndps act is the flower buds and not the leaves and seeds leaves and seeds are exempted i repeat it is exempted from ndps act but the problem is you should have pure leaves and pure seeds for seeds you can use it just like any other uh, uh, leguminous seeds it is not at all a problem you get an ssfai license in india for seeds but that what we call as hemp hearts but with respect to flower buds if it is mixed into that then it becomes a banned variety so because it is the flower bud that has the maximum amount of thc under the ndps act of 1985 and not the leaves leaves you can use freely because leaves is supposed 
you mean he said that it is not having any thc in that if if an ayurveda doctor say purchases from you or and there are other pharmacies also are doing uh, hemp products if someone purchases it it is there any restrictions on quantity or storage guidelines specifically told for that what quantity one can purchase from you for example what i feel here is that is at the discretion of the physician because the physician is responsible uh, for giving this particular medicine he can regulate it to the extent that is required for the patient so uh, naturally he is not he is believed that he should not be giving too excess of quantity he is not supposed to give that so only say because for example for example let me take madana kamishwara rasayana for sexual wellness we are recommending only for 90 days and uh, that is especially for uh, mean uh, certain aspects like uh, erectile dysfunctions and uh, even uh, we are also i mean recommended for uh, parkinsonisms and the things like that but again the parkinsonism is a different area of nervous disorders so where the individual the uh, physician who is looking into the particular case and decide on that and accordingly he can uh, regulate that and uh, it is not as it is not freely available so unless and until the physician prescribes this is cannot this cannot be accessed by the individual how do you source bhanga it's uh, cultivation for private use is illegal and you know i mean if, if some manufacturer some ayurveda doctor wants to uh, venture into it how can how to source bhanga and where do you source bhanga from ndps act states that the uh, bhang is something it's a say, state subject so states can give licensing and other uh, uh, aspect legally to cultivate as well as produce and uh, procure the bhangs so incidentally we have some states of india that has allowed to for procurement uh, and licensing also but we need the uh, clearance from the narcotics department excise, that is excise department because it comes under the narcotics act and uh, we are supposed to take only from the Uh, depots of government and not from the outside vendors yeah because outside vendors whoever they are they are illegal outside vending of this particular product I mean of this particular raw material is not allowed uh, whether it is allowed I mean it is allowed for procurement in any state or not irrespective of that you are not supposed to take it from the outside vendor or direct from the farm cultivators so a cultivator if he has if he is interested to for cultivation he has to take license and he has to give his produce to the government depots and that government depots will be distributing to the manufacturers like us so sourcing will be done from the government depots only there is no other option so even we are having uh, our units in madhya pradesh so where uh, we are taking it from the government depots only and we are using it for our purposes why did you like open the facility there and why not karnataka is there any yeah that's what there are only some states have allowed at present uh, the first thing uh, i had mentioned and the incident in karnataka has not yet opened into it uh, there is I mean uh, there is illegal i think there may be but uh, anyway there is always uh, illegal which we cannot source it out 
and we don't have depots in karnataka so which will be a major hurdle in procurement even though we may see it in front of rice we are not able to touch it but the madhya pradesh orissa and uh, uttarakhand and uh, up and uh, himachal pradesh have uh, legalized the procurement aspect also they have their own depots where you can uh, take it from them going to uh, a question on like uh, ethicality of of prescribing one uh, you as manufacturer Uh, rely on the ayurveda discretion of ayurveda practitioners ayurveda doctors to use it ethically yeah. legally and uh, you know in the prescribed dose extra any uh, abuse from any ayurveda doctor that you know they are they are probably ordering more than what say hundreds of kgs extra or uh, was there an incident like that to be very frank we are still a startup around 4 uh, months old so uh, uh, we are still on the baby state so we need to have some experiences in the forefront uh, probably we may have or that's always there okay. uh, basically uh, what i would like to clarify here is uh, ethical aspect is dependent on the individual uh, thing because as a physician he is supposed to give relief and not uh, think of a commercial uh, aspect but uh, again you know even as a manufacturer there are necessity for a commercial thing but we cannot uh, go into a full fledged commercial just like any other ayurvedic uh, manufacturer because of the legality that we have uh, we are bound by certain legal restrictions and because of that uh, we are only giving to these practitioners uh, so it is once it is given to the practitioner actually it becomes his or her uh, responsibility to take the uh, mean to buy abide to the legal uh, bindings that they have and ethics also so probably uh, as such say i i believe strongly believe that no physician whether uh, is commercially interested or not will always mean will have any intention to harm a patient because that will never happen what i feel so that is the reason we, i don't think so at present i have not come across any such thing and as i told we are only 4 months old so so but as such we have one mechanism that uh, we track the uh, mean deployment of our products in different places we have a mechanism which we are tracking into it so that uh, we we also have of course we will understand what is our sales and along with that we will understand how and where the our products are going because that mechanism legally we are supposed to have one of the problems or you know gray areas so to speak even in the therapeutic use is the aphrodisiac use of it like rushya therapy uh, it it falls both in the category of recreation and also the category category of serious, serious diseases like i have i have seen patients like thinking of committing suicide because of ped premature ejaculation or erectile dysfunction etc uh, so a uh, question to uh, dr ragram where do you like there is rushya is told as you know sort of a basic therapy by sushruta that even if you goes on to say that before conception uh, both husband and wife should have rushya therapy so that is 
kind of falls under recreational uh, and there is other spectrum where uh, you know the, the serious disorders which sometimes leads to breakage of marriages and divorce or you know suicidal ideation depression anxiety a variety of things so uh, how to draw the line where bhanga can be used uh, well uh, so when we are speaking about uh, aphrodisiacs vajikarana vrishya and also the performance so in that particular area so people are concerned with it you are right uh, so there may be suicidal tendency there may be depression there may be anxiety there may be so many stress related disorders uh, uh, along with these things so when we plug in this uh, aphrodisiac concept uh, uh, so in charaka so it is uh, clearly mentioned that vayam vayartakrut so that was a valuable word uh, which was used in terms of we can take it in two senses like swasthasya urjaskaram and arthasirovanut are the big classification of uh, the medicines or the uh, treatment aspects of ayurveda so like uh, promoting the health in already healthy healthy individual so support therapy like or the preventive measures we can tell and arthasirovanut the curative uh, therapy so two big lines of treatment we have in ayurveda ubayam ubayartakrut charaka uses that word where we can plug into this particular concept like a swasthasya urjaskara medicine which is supportive can be a disease modifying agent and a disease modifying medicine can also be a, a protective or a supportive medicine so taking the concept ahead in the same context the word ubayam ubayartakrut can be also applied to rasayana and vajikarana so rasayana we know it is a support medicine for almost all the srotas all the uh, channels or the transport systems in the body the transport system in the body the micro and macro transport system itself is the ba uh, basic uh, what we can call it as the platform on which we survive and thrive so so many uh, most of the uh, functions of our body including the mind functions are included in the uh, srotas concept so here the srotas or the moolas of uh, so many things they have the moolas and also when we come to the rasayana therapy the rasayana therapy is supportive to almost all the dhatus and the srotasas which are making transporting and doing everything with respect to those dhatus so the conveyance system so uh, rasayanas are that and ubayam ubartakrut can be applicable so that which is a rasayana can act like a vrishya so even among the rasayana we get the shukra dhatu at the end okay so which is also supported by the rasayana so when we come to the vrishya uh ubisha is of uh, many types we will not uh, go into the depth of that uh, so we'll be surpassing the limitations of this question so here when we speak rasayana can act as a vrishya and vrishya can act as a rasayana and when we uh, tag this one to the previous concept everything can do everything and when we come to the sexual area sexual performance and all those things it is the mind which matters most of the times the mind over the body so there is a physical a uh, component to it there is a mental component to it there is an emotional component to it and there is a therapy component to it many people feel that we need a therapy or an intervention to get rid of these uh, problems sex related problems and all those things bang uh, as a question uh, in in terms of these things among uh, all those uh, aphrodisiacs even uh, maheshwar was telling about he used the word sexual wellness i actually had a question what does that wellness comprise of uh, how many components like he mentioned the uh, one or two conditions that wellness is a big concept the vrishya or the vajikarana therapy totally is embedded in that uh, sexual wellness uh, not only sexual wellness so we we have a restricted zone of understanding for the students it is okay 
Vajikarana is equal to, or Vrishya is equal to an aphrodisiac or a sex medicine or a sexual wellness. It's okay. And when we come to Ubayam, Ubayartatvate, Vrishya can act like a Rasayana and Rasayana can act like a uh, Swastasi Urjaskara and Arthasarugunath, disease modifying, disease curing and also the supporting system. Everything these medicines are uh, uh, providing. When we read through the Vajikarana and the Rasayana therapy, it looks like, so we need to see why Charaka has mentioned these two chapters right at the beginning of the Chikitsa Sthana instead of Jora Chikitsa. So the person who knows uh, Rasayana therapy and also the Vajikarana therapy, so probably can handle the other, uh, uh, most of the conditions, most of the complicated and also the diseases, uh, the uh, uh, physical, the mental and the psychosomatic, all those territories can be uh, comprehensively handled by these uh, uh, medicines. I, I have not used Bang a uh, lot, so probably I also feel uh, like Bang has uh, having so many benefits as uh, Guruja sir and also Mayesh sir have uh, uh, clarified in their uh, description of bang and bang being an important uh, ingredient in uh, components like madana kameshwari and other medications so as a component so probably having those medicinal properties detailed by guruja sir beautifully as uh, being a part a part of an aphrodisiac and uh, sexual wellness med medicines yes so if uh, that particular component is to be addressed we need to see through that many people uh, or, or uh, totally their wellness, not only sexual wellness is totally dependent on the drug therapy and also the Yukti Vapashraya uh, Chikitsa. So in spite of everything being there, so so I have a lot of patients who inquire. So like uh, the pres prescription is going to end in three weeks, maybe we have three, four days, sir. Uh, so what if I finish the medicine, what to start next? Should I continue the same? Should I add on certain medications? What is your suggestions? So there is a lot of anxiety about the problem. People think that once I discontinue the medicine on the 21st day of prescription, like if it is a three week therapy on the 22nd day, my complaints will come back. So th there is a belief. So the dependency is on the medicine, the trust is on the doctor. So if we need to play with medications in certain way to a particular ex extent, we need to do that. Satwavajaya Chikitsa is also required in uh, the, uh, what we can call it as the sexual disorders, so treating them, or everything, are applicable everywhere. So Satwavajaya is mainly applicable in these conditions. If it does, uh, if it also needs a support therapy in the form of aphrodisiacs and other things, which may or may not contain with or without Banga and other conditions, uh, it is welcome. And if Banga is uh, providing a great uh, value-added uh, thing to these aphrodisiac medicines, then I welcome. So I personally uh, haven't used Banga individually or Banga-containing medicines at 20 in uh, uh, my practice. I cannot comment totally on this uh, uh, like an expert uh, advice. So putting my uh, thoughts on the Vajikarana therapy and also what components uh, comprise the Vajikarana therapy, it, it, it is a wholesome approach. So the sexual disorders like any other disorder should have a wholesome approach. And if Banga consisting medicines like Madana Kameshwari can uh, promote the sexual wellness and uh, can bring a big change, so why not? So it is a welcome change. Thank you. Can please go ahead. I'm in practice of Ayurveda since the last 24 years and uh, while practicing I come across the few lacunas in Ayurveda practice. The one is pain management. We don't have such a strong painkillers. We don't have such a strong wide spectrum antibiotics. We don't have such wide uh, anesthetics. So these are the certain areas where we need to work up. So, I have started using this bang as soon as this was available in the market. So there are one or two other companies that also started producing it. 
So I started using them. But definitely they have got an edge over the all other drugs what we have. For example, I used to treat a lot of renal calculus patients. But only part of problem was the pain management initially. Once I start my treatment, over four or five days later, the patient will be very comfortable with the medicines what we are prescribed, which are diuretic and lithotriptic and all those things. They'll be using it. But initial four days, it is a hell lot of things that patient will be having vomiting sensation, pain, and he'll be screaming and such things. And in those conditions, when we started using these things, a patient is quite happy with the first three doses itself. So that gives a very good relief and that gives a very wide scope for the Ayurveda practice to enhance. Even Ayurvedic doctors will have that confidence later. And that is the area where we need to do a lot of research. So that is the one, the pain management. Similarly, in IBS and ulcerative uh, colitis and that type of grahani rogas, there was a problem when we used to do all the Dadimati Churna, even that Mabarit capsule and everything, Rasaman Parpati containing drugs. We used a lot. But still, once you stop the medication, there is a reoccurrence. Then we started using that Bilvadi Churna and Jatifaladi Churna. Jatifaladi Churna was not regularly you could be able to procure it, but Bilvadi Churna I used to get. So once I started using it, definitely it has given a cutting edge in the practice and the results outcome. So that's why, and even in case of male erectile dysfunction, that Kameshwara Modaka. So these things containing um, bhang in it definitely has a cutting edge and that is where uh, Ayurvedic practitioners require as a important tools. If these emergency conditions are handled with which those who can give result instantaneously or at least in a short duration, definitely patient starts believing even the other prescriptions and other drugs of the doctor and the patient will going to continue with the aerodynamic. Otherwise, otherwise what happens is patient comes that they don't want to go to allopathy or even comes to Ayurveda, take the medicine, but pain is unbearable. Then the next night itself, the patient calls. Doctor, I have got a severe pain. Shall I go for uh, injection? So that was the issue. So then it is definitely once these bong related drugs are coming to market, definitely it is in a very important uh, tool in the hands of Ayurveda physician and definitely our scope of practice will increase. I have a question for that. Uh, I'll come to you later, Professor Sir. Uh, May Sir, please go ahead. Actually, why, uh, what I wanted to add up uh, what uh, Raghavan Shastrisar and uh, Guraj Raj spoken. The sexual wellness, I deliberately use this word uh, because the two important aspects which a human being is really concerned with, one is reproduction, the other one is pain. And pain is something that disturbs both body and mind, uh, which, is, I mean, which is because of its unbearable conditions and uh, different things. Now, basically, bhang without THC, that is CBD, is a very good anti-inflammatory, so wherein it manages pain. But 0.3% of CBD, THC is allowed legally also. So maybe in that is what is present in cannabis sativa, not indica. Indica has 1% THC, which is not allowed in India and elsewhere also. But sativa has 0.3 or sometimes depending on the environmental conditions, may go up to 0.5%. But ruderalis, 
the other one which is a variety doesn't have thc at all so this is where but it is not seen much here it is seen in the higher altitudes of uh, uh himalayan region and russian origin rudralis is actually russian origin but uh, not uh, much of much seen here it's a very small plant so coming and you know, for us it is actually sativa that is being uh, supplied by state governments so basically why sexual wellness because that is a very gray area where the individual doesn't because he has a problem but to express that problem he has many reservations that is what hepatitis uh, had uh, told this may lead to divorce it may lead to many many uh, social and uh, uh, psychological problems along with uh, their own uh, physical problem so because of that this particular uh, thing when it is taken it takes care of both aspects in a considerable manner of course it has to be regulated it has to be given with regulation there is no doubt in that but we are giving a great relief to a person who is in pain we are giving giving a great relief to a person, family who is having a very big strain within themselves so i think uh, this is somewhere which will become the strength of ayurvedic practitioners and probably any practitioner in due course of time because it will go to a more generalized way with legal regulations that's for sure and uh, in due course of time so that is why i use the word sexual wellness rather than sexual health because it it takes care of the wellness of the individual which is an important aspect rather than just a disease thing thank you sir uh, i mean to guruji sir uh, you mentioned that uh, in the treatment of uh, renal calculi uh, in the in initial of few days patient will be having ex- extreme pain and even nausea etc uh, the pain is there due to the stones which are there previously or because i know ayurveda medicine start breaking down the uh, renal calcium and they start moving the uh, ureter that causes pain so usually the one of the presenting complaint in any renal calculus or ashmari will be pain and as soon as there is a rotation or movement of the thing or the when um, calculus is pushed down or it is breaking up then also if the sharp edges are there then they also cause a pain sensation that's what i said when we start using medication within 4 days that sharp edges will be somewhat made into a, a smoother one and their movement may not induce such a, a sharp reaction of a pain but in the initial days definitely it causes a lot of pain and that is the one area where the many times there is a chance of patient slipping away from your hand and he will go to the westerners and in lithotriptic uh, procedures and uh, uh, you know laser therapies and all those thing many other things and they say that sir what to do i cannot bear the pain so that uh, part reducing uh, the pain reducing the pain if it is achieved definitely the other part is already taken care of by other rest of the medicines which are already giving and it is also shown the expulsion of uh, renal calculus many a times so that is a very commonest uh, thing which have what we come across is similarly the pancreatic pain nowadays i am uh, getting usually almost every week one or the other patient of chronic pancreatitis with pancreatic ductal calculus these are things very common and it is also once again a very severe painful condition 
and if you could able to give some our own medicines to cut down this pain management definitely the scope of practicing ayurveda will increase like anything that is the area where we need to do it because still now we whenever such problems are there if it is a skeletal muscle problems we use the maximum gugulus if it is in uh, soft uh, muscles or even the spasmodic pain then we have hingu jeera so uh, ajwain these other things were there so this is what uh, it's definitely a game changer such many many companies with uh, that product will come to market definitely the uh, practicing uh, physicians will be in benefit tremendous area scope of use of uh, you know bang uh, there sandeep agarwal please um, so this question is for uh, mahesh sir uh the question is about the two varieties you mentioned the pahadi versus plain so do you think that it's the indica which is available it's the pahadi one and then the sativa which is the plain one yeah exactly uh, to be very frank uh, say uh, this one i what uh, what when we had visited certain areas like uh, up and uh, himachal pradesh so that is where uh, we came across this description uh, where uh, the pahadi once they use uh, basically the local people they were using and it caused high thc now when i uh, gone through the uh, literature and other aspects regarding uh, while i was uh, thinking working on this company and other products so the sativa and indica is actually two varieties which are mentioned on the basis of how they are present how they are obtained sativa means cultivated the word sativa actually means cultivated so it is a cultivated variety where we are getting and uh, of course procurement the indica means it is the indian variety indica is by default india so that is indian variety it can be any which is widely seen here and probably the pahadi what uh, they are mentioning is wild even uh, in fact they cultivated once because uh, the problem I mean, the thing with the cannabis is it is a very revolutionary plant i can say wherever it just enters it tries to dominate the whole environment so because of that uh, probably when the cultivated variety was there in the plains because you know cultivation more happens on the plains so it, that's why it has been uh, more rampantly available and it is a sativa thing whereas in the Uh, higher areas where the cultivation process is very low the wild variety which is the original indian variety which is seen and what we see even uh, uh, indica the uh, activity like giving high is more in indica and it's negligible or very low in case of sativa uh, that is actually what we have already seen and by analysis also chemical analysis uh, what we have got from literature is that thc is nearly 1 to 1.5% in indica and 0.5 round is in sativa and almost nil below 0.3% which is the admissible limit in uh, ruderalis ruderalis is a very small plant Uh, which is uh, recently seen in uh, and uh, rudralis actually is the name of a botanist who or a russian botanist who uh, introduced this uh, species so that is why its name came and slightly morphologically it is smaller than these two varieties 
and it has very low thc so now they are planning to think of that uh, variety to be introduced into different aspects because okay, you know thank uh, you. basically because 0.3% is the admissible limit even in us not only in india 0.3% of thc is the only admissible limit of thc in us also so because of that we cannot go with higher varieties now coming to the question so question on purification of bhanga i just uh, you know readily collected a few uh, shodhana methods shodhana means purification uh, it says it's from rasatarangini 28th chapter amatulani shushka patram salile tu nimajayet nishpidya shushkam gavyaje bharjayet manda vahinina so it, it says so bhanga is immersed in water uh, washed thoroughly and then dried and then it is fried in gavyaje that is ghee uh, cow ghee uh, on a mild fire so that is told and there is another thing uh, regarding the babula twak kashaya so banga vishushkamadaya babula to kashayatah swedayet gatikardam tu madhya manala yogatah that's what explained is babula to kashaya or uh, acacia nilotica bark decoction is used for in a procedure called swedana that is done in dola yantra guru uh, sir can you please go ahead uh, uh, with this explanation please see first of all we need to understand certain things banga immersed in water wash thoroughly and it is fried in ghee that is a general or samanya shodhana procedure that is to be applied whereas the babulatva kashaya swedana which is mentioned which is very specifically in those area where babula you are going to use for particularly stambana actions particularly for male erectile dysfunction and such things if you go down there in the same shloka you can find that references there it is going for purpose of increasing the kama kamodipana yogeshu visheshana niyojayet this is what they said typically because babula is also kashaya rasa in nature kashaya rasa is sheetha virya definitely it will help in stambana purposes energetic manner works with the bang that's the reason it is mentioned otherwise general shodhana is always with the gogrita yeah actually bhang is a upavesha category comes under the upavesha category shodhana is what uh, the main thing that we need to do uh, so uh, uh, sorry to uh, just interrupt uh, there was one thing uh, in the chat box which i just uh, saw just now uh, regarding common side effect and all hey especially ayurvedic ayurvedic medicines what uh, we have to do the shodhana so not only with bhang with the many other uh, things like even haridra also so wherein the shodhana gives the efficacy to the substance whatever so uh, if not uh, what happens is uh, the otherwise or its re- reverse action also can be seen as a toxic effect that is why uh, shodhana we also do in uh, when it comes to madan kameshwari also where they bhang is taken because 25% of bhang is one of the major ingredient of madanaka meshwari it contains 25% of the total product so wherein shodhana has to be done and as sir told babulatwat are some of the specific, and you have other methods also where which we also employ so two three uh, shodhana procedures we under, undertake because it is a nupavesha so because of that the toxic effects what it may produce it will surely be nullified 
to the extent that we can take it to a certain mean uh, to an admissible limit because they if you see the reference of madan kameshwar in sasrayoga six grams of the product is given per night and it's one single dose at night but today we tested at 6 grams even after shodhana also present day individual can't bear that 6 grams also so that is the problem that we have so we strictly use or we clearly in the brochure clear we have which is along with this product we strictly mention that it is to be given maximum of 3 grams not more than that so that you get what you require now this 3 grams if it, it that depends on the condition also so the, if we use in this particular manner it is safe there is no problem with that but anything irrespective of bang presence of bang or not when it is abused then it will show its side effects it will show its unwanted effects that is for sure even food what we take rice also when we take it in, in an improper manner it will it is bound to show its unwanted effects ajirna is an unwanted effect of excessive intake so where is upavisha again upavisha being in bang being in upavisha it will cause unwanted effect when it is abused so that has to be prevented and even after proper shodhana with two times I mean uh, two levels of shodhana still this can produce a unwanted effect when it goes above 6 grams which we have 6 grams which is the classical dose so if you go above 6 grams there is no question of that but 6 grams also is not that much uh, indicated at this uh, thank you and how long one can use pain sutra or sleep sutra Oils. Uh, they are used for external uh, usage. Uh, what is there any duration limit that you are prescribing? So, in case of a pain sutra or a sleep sutra, it is completely an external topical applications. It is not to be taken internally. Our main concept was to uh, avoid internal usage, where the question of uh, addictions and uh, thing really matters. So here, pain sutra. what uh, we mention is is only in the terms of drops because it's coming in a very small uh, bottle and uh, it is to be it's a concentrated one so wherein uh, uh, it is given the, or it is to be administered in the drops wherever the only in the affected area uh, and uh, that once the pain is relieved it is it can be stopped or it can be given with some other medicine so that uh, the internal if there is any Uh, unwanted uh, mean pathological changes then that can be corrected and the second one is sleep sutra sleep sutra is applied in the leg the pad as i told we have used the concept of padabhyanga etc and uh, that duration is usually one or two days or maximum of 15 days that uh, we mention but again there it is not a habituating one it can be stopped immediately Uh, whenever the person feels uh, that uh, is having a uh, uh, sufficient or a good sleep so it is not something that has to be taken or that can be taken or it can be gone for longer duration also because we only recommend 10 drops of this uh, uh, sleep sutra on the padabhyanga for padabhyanga thank you uh, dr vams please 
Uh, this question again to Mayesh sir itself. Uh, regarding pain sutra and sleep sutra medications we are speaking, sir. The question was, I think, asked by Sandhya ji. I too had a similar question here. Adding, adding on to that, are there any doctors? Uh, so since you said that you are in the startup like uh, since last four months, uh, are yeah. there some doctors or your team, somebody is conducting a study or a trial or uh, a type of research uh, uh, so as to see if this medicine, these medicines, pain sutra and sleep sutra work with and without oral medications and any other therapies? Because people are behind uh, uh, reducing medications now. People will be very happy uh, with no drug therapy or minimum drug therapy as, as much as the medicines, oral medications are relieved, are re uh, that is reduced. And these uh, uh, applications and also the external measures are used, they will be very satisfactory. So is, is there any study which is going on or do you have any trials conducted uh, before launching these medicines, number one? So regarding pain sutra, you said that after the pain gets relieved, uh, it should be stopped. Are there any parameters like subjective and objective parameters you have taken into consideration to see if repair has done? You said uh, in uh, muscular diseases and also the musculoskeletal uh, pains, you can it can be used uh, to see the reversal of pain. Any clinical evidence in the form of uh, some uh, supportive documents like uh, that one. And uh, number three, how different how different are pain sutra and the sleep sutra from the other medications which are used for uh, pain relief and uh, sleep relief uh, that is sleeplessness relief and do they have an edge over the other medications because of cons consisting bang in them so your comments on these questions yeah first thing is uh, actually uh, the two formulations what we are speaking that is pain sutra and sleep sutra is a formulation that we have brought it from a practitioner in Austria so he basically, we have taken him as a partner only and uh, he had been practicing with the same formulation for 10 long years in Austria. So because of that, uh, we had uh, applied here and we used that. And uh, upon that, uh, again, uh, we have given, because I have told you from past four months, we are only entered into the fray. So we have given uh, people around uh, not only myself, but uh, also the doctors whom we had supplied. So pain sutra, that's what on the observation basis, that is what I have mentioned. So it will be helpful in soft tissue pains, unlike the like joint pains where the heart tissue is mainly ignored. So where, because pain sutra was devised on the concept of sports medicine, like sprains and things. So that will be much more... Uh, very useful and uh, with respect to sleep sutra it is uh, developed on the basis of aromatherapy where we use actually some of the european aromatic oils also are being used like lavender oil things like that so where it induces sleep so that is why uh, you know uh, because it, it consists both consists around four to five aromatic uh, essential oils so where uh, this uh, becomes more powerful. So this aromatherapy which uses the fragrance, you know, to induce sleep, that becomes the uh, basis for uh, psychological, you know, induction of sleep. Unlike a substance like which is taken orally and uh, which we don't have control. So this is given only tropical application. And uh, there are instances where one or two were of course, the, because there is no product 
what i believe in the world that is 100% perfect so there are at times you know there are setbacks but majority of the time this already had been used in european context and also in india we are uh, from past four months we are looking on the observations of different physicians so sleep sutra has a better uh, effect but you know it has to be taken for some time because those who are habituated to a medication for them it is slowly mean uh, because they have to leave that and uh, you know psychological especially sleep is a one something that psychological plays a very very important uh, role rather than just a physical aspect so uh, the what we have in our medication is because of the aroma therapy it reduces the stress and which is an important cause for sleeplessness so because of which because you know the aroma oil and this uh, hemp oil what we have that gives that edge what is required or it gives it gives a circle of influence of this aroma because of which uh, uh the induce of induction of sleep is much more easier and what i feel personally is it is a major thing that we are trying to get away people from these medications because we know that uh, these medicines we may be diazepam alprazolam or whatever medications for sleep internal even including uh, uh, the our uh, ashwagandha capsules whatever so long run they have a drastic effect on the body so which is uh, undesirable so that is why these things have to be replaced in a more milder one in a more better one as we have aroma therapy based for this one i think that is the basic thing which is inducing more than uh, help of uh, this uh, hemp oil but still hemp has its role because it's a very good painkiller as i have told so pain is, a, is another thing that relieves mean that uh, disturbs sleep so even that is taken care of with the induction of hemp oil into it yes. good as a surplus the management of pain as well as management of sleep we have got our own medicines and we are using it but still there was a lacuna we could not achieve the result in each and every patient and we are all sitting we are already using those medicines with that if you add these type of pain sutra or sleep sutra something like that definitely the results will be much more better and the patient convenience and even the compliments the compliance will be much more better and it will definitely increase the uh, ayurvedic practice scope i know that you are just firm as all uh, but have have you got any queries for export or you are thinking on the, those lines i know it's too early but having said that uh, you know bangai is vyavai and it spreads uh, so do you have any uh, export queries or when you are planning for exports what are the things that you are considering basically uh, presently we are having some plans to go into us and european markets because one of our uh, partner is in a uh, europe in austria so uh, well uh, we are looking into that option but as i told it's uh, too early going to such huge uh, markets because uh, basically we need to cater the demands once they come up because once we are not able to cater the demands if we fail to cater the demands then uh, the whole uh, system what we have will just collapse
so that to prevent that we have some two three queries one to uae the other one to mainly uh, europe and us but they have their own regulations and things in place so we have to we are looking into the option of uh, you know exploiting those markets but i think it may take some time and there is this question like essential oils are mostly used with carrier oils slish sutra pain sutra oils are applied directly or mixed with any carrier oils i believe they are applied directly not mixed with any other thing because it's no they may not apply with any other oils you can apply it because they are in drops so and it the bottle comes with a dropper i will send the brochures of those things also yeah. and uh, actually this is the product list that we have hi sir uh, one more question yeah. uh, sleep sutra yeah. pain sutra is it apply and leave or apply and massage because you mentioned in terms of uh, sleep sutra that it, it is also formulated uh, on the basis of uh, the idea aroma. of pada pada benga aromatherapy and also pada benga so benga yeah. component is used or just apply and leave because you are mentioning in drops uh, we cannot go yeah. for that massage massage uh, aspect yeah actually it is to be applied and uh, slight massage of around uh, four to five minutes and uh, after its application and uh, not like a general abhyanga because general abhyanga you will use more of oil also here it's only in drops so say four to five minutes when it's a self massage no one else is necessary for that just apply on their legs and uh, such that the uh, oil is evenly spread and uh, the aroma is also out of it and uh, you get that encircling of that aroma this may and, be a small uh, doubt again uh, so even yeah. for uh, all over easier with the uh, followers here uh, where do you where exactly do you uh, suggest applying that oil over the foot right on the top or at the bottom of the foot where complete exactly? foot complete, complete foot, foot because that is why we need five or 10 drops uh, okay. to apply uh, so it's just a smearing of oil actually and uh, make a go so if some people uh, they also if they feel that it's not uh, mean they are having some like uh, aversion towards the stickiness if they feel it doesn't stick in fact uh, because once you do that small massage of 3 to 4 minutes or 5 or 5 minutes it just gets evaporated because most of them are volatile oils but still they can give a uh, warm water wash to the legs which will be even more uh, enhancing it because you know again the aroma gets still more uh, spread out with warm water application that also can be our mean included into that is it immediately like swedana uh, as you said like no i think you have anything. to you have to give a gap of 5 minutes again okay. so okay. that uh, that you know the small uh, time period is very much necessary vapors vapors fermentation or a foot dip also will do wash it enough may not wash be a deposit enough. just a wash it enough okay. it just so that the feeling of uh, that uh, that oil may stick to their uh, clothes will be avoided okay. so once that is done I, usually it may not but still the feeling as i told psychology plays a very important uh, aspect in sleep and uh, just a thought that it may stick may again disturb their sleep so that to be avoided you can advise washing of the with warm or so put with warm water okay thank you sir thank you yeah
Yeah. Thank you all the audience for all the uh, all the questions and making it uh, very interesting. Thanks for your wishes and thanks for everyone who had uh, given me the chance. Thanks for Easy Ayurveda and the team, especially Dr. Janardhan Habbar. We are planning to for, have launched four more products with the CBD oil for uh, pain management in cancer and uh, smooth muscle pain management, especially for women health. And uh, I guess we are thinking of four more products, which we will be coming, I think, by uh, say October end or somewhere. Do you require like a? I mean, if someone is approaching you, do you demand like a uh, like a bold registration certificate so that to ensure that the person is another doctor? Yeah, basically, we till date what we have done is we have given to only those doctors whom I or some of my friends personally know. So that didn't require any board certification. But if it's completely an unknown person, then I think uh, we need a Xerox yeah. a screenshot of that board certificate because otherwise we are, or even the person who has taken our product will be at uh, crossroads, so, yeah. which we want to prevent. Legally, it will be a problem. So whoever wants, uh, please, uh, they can just send me the scanned copy of the board certificate through WhatsApp to the same number. Uh, thank you, everyone, especially thank you, uh, Dr. Raghuram sir and Dr. Guraja sir, uh, for adding so much value to this session. Thank you, everyone. See you in the next class, uh, next Saturday, next Guru Buddha session, next Sunday. Namaste.